0: The Begats is that run-down neighborhood where New Year's resolutions go to die. We warn people new to the Bible about the Begats. Hey, when you get to the Begats, lock the doors and drive through as fast as you can. The Begats are long lists of genealogies in the Bible. It was Ancestry.com before Ancestry.com. And we try hard, but we can't pronounce those names like Ohalabama and Hazelbaba. If we're honest, most of us skim or skip the Begats in the Bible. Every Halley's Comet, a preacher will mine them to find a diamond to preach from, but it's rare. And begats are all throughout the Bible, even as early as Genesis. We find one of those lists of begats in Genesis 25. Abraham, the friend of God and father of the faithful, has breathed his last. His two sons, Isaac and Ishmael, came home to bury him next to his beloved Sarah. Abraham and Sarah's love story, it's one of the greats of the Bible. Then the spotlight shifts from Abraham to his two boys, and Genesis records all 12 of Ishmael's sons. Nibajoth, Kedar, Abdeel, Mebsa, Mishma, Duma, Massa, Hadar, Tima, Jeter, Nephish, and Kadima. After reading all those names, I need a nap. Ishmael had three of his own 4x400 relay teams. And now it's Isaac's turn. Isaac, go ahead, bring out your boys, let's count them. Scribe, get your pencil ready, we're going to get these names right. And Isaac and Rebekah just stood there looking at the ground. Isaac, it's your turn, we want to meet your sons. And this sweet couple just shook their heads because they have no children. The Bible just says this is the genealogy of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begat Isaac. End of story. Isaac doesn't even have enough sons for a tennis match. And it broke Isaac's heart because his sweetheart was barren. So Isaac did what his daddy taught him. He prayed. Isaac thought he'd have a few sons he could teach to fish and hunt and play croquet on the back lawn. But for 20 years of their marriage, it was just him and Becky when Isaac didn't know what to do, he did the only thing he knew to do, he prayed. Good day to you, Simplify listeners. You're listening to LJ Harry, and you're listening to Why Am I Thus on Simplify. Maybe Isaac prayed one time, maybe he prayed 100 times for God to give him and his bride a baby boy. Finally, when God's time was right, God answered Isaac's prayer, and Isaac knew it. Let's see here, Rebecca has been feeling real well the last few mornings, and she's been sending me out at midnight for pickles and rocky road, and she's glowing like the northern lights. I think we're having a baby. Sure enough, in just a few short weeks, Isaac and Rebecca were sure she was having a baby. After 20 years of hoping and waiting and wishing and praying, they were finally going to have a baby. Isaac cleared some space in their tent for their baby. They painted a small section baby blue. They were so excited. God heard them. God answered them. God was blessing them. Things were looking up. Isaac dreamed of teaching him how to hunt. Rebecca dreamed of somebody finally taking out the trash. It had taken longer than they thought, but they were finally here. In just a few short months, they would hold their son. And then the pages of scripture grow strangely cold and the music strangely sad as the story takes an unexpected turn. Genesis 25 records the children struggled within her. It felt like a war within her womb. Rebecca was a first-time mom. She probably asked a few of the other moms if pregnancy always feels like a wrestling match. Or maybe she reread What to Expect When You're Expecting because she was not expecting this. They prayed, God heard, God answered, God blessed. So why was she hurting? And Rebecca asked a question most of us have asked in our lives. If it be so, why am I thus? Rebecca stands in Genesis 25 and lifts her voice to heaven as the spokeswoman for all mankind, for all time. If God is with us, why do I hurt so much? Have you ever asked that? God, if you're so good, why has life turned out so bad? You're the provider, so why did my company close? You're the healer, so why am I still sick? You're the savior, so why am I still lost? You're the deliverer, so why am I still hooked? You're the mender, so why is my marriage crumbling? You're the life, so why do we bury our friends and family long before their 70 promised years? You are great, you can do anything about everything. You are good, you are willing to do anything about everything. So why does it feel like you're doing nothing? If it be so, why am I thus? Well, let me tell you, I believe it is so. God is blessing His church and world in wondrous ways. This summer in Ohio alone, God worked hundreds of miracles and filled so many people with His Spirit. We're seeing God set people free from addiction. We're seeing God heal people from disease, even terminal disease. We're seeing people come back to God after being away for some time. It is so. God is with us. God is for us. So back to our question that has hung in the air for 4,000 years. If it be so, why am I thus? God, if you are with us, why do we hurt so much? I heard about the passing of my friend, Anthony Trimble, on Thursday. He was diagnosed with colon cancer in 2015. I still remember the night in 2017 when he stood on the platform at NAYC in Indianapolis and testified to tens of thousands of students that the surgeon refused to operate on his cancer because there was no use. It was inoperable. Anthony was in his twenties. But after the church prayed, the doctor reported they could no longer find the tumor. God had healed him. It is so. But at some point after his testimony, cancer attacked again. But all through Anthony's battle with cancer, he clutched his faith and he continued to write more music for the glory of God. Anthony lived faithful and he died faithful. And everyone who knew him and knew his story is hurting because we don't have an answer to Rebecca's question. If it be so, why am I thus? God, if you're the healer, Why is our friend gone? And I don't know. There's no quick, easy answer to this question. But I have learned when I don't understand God, I can trust Him. Just because He doesn't work how and when I think He should doesn't mean He's not God. It means I'm not. And He knows what He's doing even when I don't. Rebecca's pain was no take-two aspirin-and-call-me-in-the-morning kind of pain. One translation reads, Since things are so, why am I still alive? Rebecca hurt so much, she wondered if life was worth the living or how long she would be living. And some well-intended well-wishers cooked up a couple casseroles, brought them over, and gave their well-intentioned answers. Well, dear, maybe you've got sin in your life. Maybe God doesn't want you to have a baby. Maybe you're out of the will of God. Hey, let me help all of us as we're trying to help all of us. Most of the time, the very best thing to say is I'm sorry, I'm praying for you, I'm here for you, then just pray and weep with them. We don't have to have answers, just compassion. This was not Rebecca's fault. She was Father Abraham's daughter-in-law, righteous Isaac's sweet wife. We don't read where Rebecca even ate a grape at a fruit stand without paying for it. She wasn't struggling because she was sinning. She was struggling because she was living in a broken world. Even when we do everything right, life still happens, and we still ask Rebecca's question, If it be so, why am I thus? When Rebecca didn't know where to turn or to whom, she went to talk to the Lord. And when Rebecca talked to God, God talked with Rebecca and told her, Two nations are in your womb. Uh, hang, I'm sorry. Hang on just a second, God. Did you say two nations? Two nations. Uh, How can one boy be two nations? There are two boys. And months later, Rebecca held Jacob and Esau in her arms, and it all made sense. It felt like twin boys wrestling in her womb because twin boys were wrestling in her womb. Don't feel bad for asking Rebecca's question. Don't feel like you've lost out with God because you don't understand Him. Sometimes we will understand better by and by, and sometimes maybe not. Don't seek to understand. Just seek to trust. To the precious Trimble family and Restoration Church family and all of Anthony's extended family and friends and everyone who was ever blessed by any sermon he preached or song he sang or song he wrote, we are sorry for your grief. We love you. We are praying for you. We are here for you. My heart breaks today. I miss all my friends who have finished their race, especially before their 70 promise years. But one of these days, when I finish mine, I have faith that I will see them again. And even more, I have abundant faith, unshakable faith, that I will see Jesus. I want to pray for all of those who are grieving today and all of those who have Rebecca's question and may never get it answered in this lifetime, I wanna pray that God would give you grace, God would give you peace, and God would help you to trust. Lord Jesus, we need you. I thank you. I thank you for your grace. I thank you, God, for giving us Anthony for these years. I thank you, Lord, for all of those who have lived a life of faith. I ask you today to minister to those of us who are still here. God, I pray you would give us grace, give us peace especially to his family, especially to his church family. I ask you, Lord, to minister to them and give them your grace and your peace. I pray for everybody who's suffering, whether through death, through divorce, through drug addiction, whatever it is they're dealing with today, God. I ask you, whatever may have shaken their faith or may shake their faith, I pray, give them the grace to trust you. I ask you, Lord, please minister to all of us as we continue to run this race. I pray, Lord, help us to run it for your glory In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to Simplify, especially on this special episode where so many of us are hurting and grieving because of our friend. Thank you for allowing God to minister to you. I hope this has ministered to you. If you know somebody who may be blessed by this episode, please share it with them and allow the Lord to bless them and help them, just like I pray He has blessed and helped you. As I have mentioned before, my second book is out soon, will be out soon. It is called Ten Words, A Practical Look at the Ten Commandments, and it should be available on PentecostalPublishing.com within the week and on Amazon if you want to get it for Kindle. Simplify is still there if you'd like to pick up a copy of that. It's a 52-week devotional. That's available on PentecostalPublishing.com and on Amazon. Next week, I want to share with you a devotion called Tie Your Shoes. It was supposed to be this week, but we interrupt our regularly scheduled podcasting episodes to bring you this special episode. So next week, I want to share with you devotion. It's called Tie Your Shoes. I'll do my best to make it make sense. Thank you so much. I look forward to next week and always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.